Did you know Grant was an all-state choir? Did you know Darian played the clarinet? Have you ever heard of the rap group 479AC? We're not yet signed to a label, but you can label us a cool podcast. Brought to you by the Casually Spiritual Network. Yes, sir. This is the Momentum Pod. Doesn't that feel good to be back, everyone, hearing that intro done? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Did my man just say, uh, we're not a label yet? But you could label us a cool podcast? That's dope. We're not signed to a label. Not yet. Um, yet. But, hey, before we get any further, I want to give introductions. I'm your host, Alex Sangapai, and joining me all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, I have Darian McClendon. Hey, good morning, Topeka. (laughs) <laughs> it's hot <laughs> in Topeka. Do you remember that from Foster's? Oh I was say I was like that. That's from Foster's. <laughs> I love that. Um, from Fort Smith, Arkansas, Clarence Simpson. Hey, good morning, Kanye. All the way on the other side of town in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I have Noah Shock. Yes, I'm down to clown. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Grant, you cannot mess this up. You sounded <laughs> like someone. You sounded like an artificial intelligence that was trying to be like relevant. Hundred percent, what kids. I was going for. Hello, fellow kids. Um, and joining me from down the hallway, my roommate and best friend, Grant Geisbauer. Hey, how you doing? There we go, Grant. I like that. I think you can go with it. Clarence is, a jerk. Clarence is an absolute. Jerk. I think it was better than Noah's. Well, Clarence isn't funny, so. Oh, oh. I'm be- dang! Yeah, mama. Grant's been killing people today. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, that's Martin. That is not Grant. That's Look, Martin. We've had, <laughs> we've had a few month break from the podcast, and up, we want to give you an update on where our lives have been. But one update is that Grant is like not only the funny guy now; he's also like the master roaster, and he has been bringing it lately, all day. And his new name is Martin. That's his name Martin, now, Martin. That's his alter ego. This newfound yeah. confidence brought an alter ego. <laughs> Honestly, I think it came with his hair. Long hair? Long hair makes him Martin. Long hair turns me into a bear. And he has bars now. Oh my gosh. Martin is my new favorite. Let's put that together. Hey, but we also have Lee. Let's not forget about that. Well, he is not a thing. Darian just uses that when he feels like aggressed or whenever he feels intimidated by me. And he doesn't know how to handle that. Wait, when has Darian felt intimidated by you? He just does. He won't admit it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's still like he has that smile on his face, but right now he knows like I'm calling him out, and he's uncomfortable with the tension that we're creating. He's intimidated by my camera quality. I'm just letting it marinate. <laughs> I'm just letting the statement marinate. You know what else can marinate? Probably Grant's steak, which is better than yours, as we were Ooh. discussing earlier off the podcast. Oof, that's true. I did say I did say I wanted to kind of talk about food, even though it's not in the official run sheet. But the fact that, like, I do think that Grant's Grant has made me a steak once, and I liked it more than Noah's. And Noah's made me multiple, and I think Grant has the best steak right now. I don't know what like the seasonal. It wait was seasonal about his steak or his burgers? His burgers, bro. It's a forty-seven cent seasoning that's just <laughs> a mixture of cheap other seasonings. That's a pretty it's, good deal if you're getting a bunch for one. No, but listen, it's all about the quality of the meat you get, right? I'm assuming Grant did not buy you a Walmart steak. Noah probably did. That's why you like Grant so much better. <laughs> if you buy grade C meat, it doesn't matter how you season. That boy going to taste like leather. Facts. It's but Noah's, pretty accurate. Noah's theory, though, is like if he can make a good Walmart steak, he can make like a good Target steak and then a good like Reesers and local steak. I feel like that's yep. like a valid claim. Like you don't want to spend like $20, $25, $30 on like a ribeye from r- Racers or whatever and, you know, waste it because you can't cook it right. So if you spend 10 bucks on the Walmart one. Yeah. What if you're just good enough to make the crappy stuff good? Isn't, wouldn't that make a good chef? No. Well, Darian also doesn't think burgers are a good testament of how good somebody can cook, so I don't know if I could trust him on this one. Quote from Darian, all burgers taste the same. 
but he's a critic Facts. on burgers. Like the fact that, and we talked about it today. Like the place we went to a place in town that had ants in the cup, but Darian says that was a good burger, but they also all taste the same. Like he's inconsistent in his logic and his reasoning. I think Noah would have like shed a tear and or ran away if he found ants in his cup or his food. Accurate. Let me tell you a good burger. A good burger is like, have you been to McDonald's? Like a McDouble is a good burger. Bro, if you're gonna go to McDonald's, at least get a quarter pounder. My gosh. No, dude, you get the McDou- you get a McDouble and a McChicken. Facts, McGang. Yeah, <laughs> McDouble, McChicken. They've always been there for you. Like Popeye's chicken sandwich came out, but I, my favorite meme was like the McChickens. It'd be like they'll remember us when they're poor. <laughs> Rip Darian oh, snack wraps. Fact. Snack wraps mm. are the best thing McDonald's has ever done. That's facts. How long has it been since they had that? Well, the one in Hermitage has it. The one right Great. beside my house has snack wraps. Wait, like, did you pull up and just say it, or did you see it on the menu? Like, <gasps> it was just like a shot in the dark. I pulled up. I was like, hey, um, y'all wouldn't happen to have some of the snack wraps, would you? <laughs> she was like, oh yeah, we have them. And I was like, all right, bet, give me six of them. <laughs> did you actually like? Did you actually for a moment go like, what? Like, were you actually like excited for a moment? Yeah, that's why I said, give me six. <laughs> <laughs> that's gross. Have any of you guys ever actually had a McRib? Yes, yes, I like McRibs. Freaking good. I've never actually tried okay. one. And, like, I what? heard stories about, like, on the news how people will dumpster dive for them once they're off the menu, which is crazy. Speaking of which, They'll Taco do- Bell's about to take a bunch of stuff off the menu, too. They're taking away all the potatoes, dude. And I always get a spicy potato soft taco. I'm stressed. It I've, ticks me off. I've heard conflicting news that they're taking away the quesarito, which would be the only one that I really care about. But, anyway. That's this, a little I would get a Mexican pizza. Hmm. Well, other updates in our life is I'm going to just plug myself in because I'm trying to get famous, be the next ninja or whatever. I did start streaming. So if you're listening to this and you want to watch me play video games, 479, like the numbers, and Stunna, S-T-U-N-N-A, um, on Twitch. So 479 Stunna, please subscribe to me. Support me financially. It would make my life. And I'm just saying, like, Y'all remember when we were kids and, like, the big thing, and even, like, other kids that didn't play video games would make fun of you, and they'd always be like, video games are going to get you nowhere. Video games will not make you money, and you won't be successful. But the fact that Ninja has made over $30 million, and then other esports teams that make millions playing video games, and now, like, we're left in the middle of kids that couldn't have focused hard on video games and been pros, and we're just at, like, an average decent level. Do you know what I mean, Noah? Yep exactly what you mean i actually watched a video about this the other day people kind of still bring this up but like it's astounding you can make that much money not even just playing video games but talking about video games like on youtube like you could just literally talk about video games and be raking in youtube cash and get a whole bunch of to like be really fair, good benefits. Though, like to the people who said that back when we were kids there was no opportunity to make millions of dollars on video games as all we had was sly cooper and grant that dot oh three um so i don't think crash thinking about us playing that video game making more money than lebron james you know what i'm saying <laughs> i feel that i feel that That's i'm not gonna you- lie uh alec is actually pretty mediocre uh, I I enjoy watching him play, but I only enjoy watching him play for the comments. Like they're pretty hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. That's like part of the program, though. Like yeah, so I like point. it. Like Alec actually paid me to download the app to watch him. What? So no, he didn't. No, I didn't. You don't even. You still don't have the app. Yes, I, I made do. you pull it up on your website. I have the app now. Oh wow! Well, thanks for supporting me. I just Noah, give you a shout out. Have you subscribed? Have you followed me? Even, no. I have a wait a minute. I you think I do it. have a Twitch account. Grant? Bro, I'm telling you, have me on there. There will be no better clickbait than blind dude like wipes team. Like there will be no better clickbait than that right there. Why would I advertise you on my stream? Make your own. You're already like trying to like freeload off of my fame <laughs> and my glory. That's because he's a bandwagon. Oh my god, get out. I'm going to be honest. All y'all trash. Clarence, you still you're still though? playing Fortnite. I don't want to hear it. 
Yes, mm. I yeah. love Fortnite. You're playing I the love child's Fortnite. game. I was gonna ask, like, is gaming? Would you still put like? I think it's reaching a point though. Like, it's not seen as like childish anymore. Because I even think going through high school playing video games is still seen as kind of like a childish thing. Would you agree, or do you think that it's still like, oh, this is low key a kid? No, thing. dude. In high school, I never told people that. Uh, well, I guess high school for me, I never told people like like a girl that I was into. Never told her I played video games ever. Why? Because I was scared. I don't know. So, like, I, I just it was different back then. I guess. I think there's a difference between when you tell somebody you play Call of Duty versus when you play Final Fantasy VII. That's a whole different conversation. So I think it kind of depends what your game <laughs> types are. <laughs> like Darian, when Darian plays video games, like he, he's doing other stuff. For the most part, you can get away with Call of Duty. Clarence can say Fortnite because everybody knows Fortnite, even if you don't know video games. But then you get like me and Grant playing Final Fantasy. And Alec, what have you been up to? Um, 100%ing Persona 5 and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. <laughs> Yeah, I'm playing Kingdom Hearts where you run around with Donald and Goofy from Disney going to all these different Disney worlds, but it's a that it's definitely cool. got like adult elements to it and you gotta have that conversation. It's just <laughs> awkward. Is it more acceptable? Gandarian might be able to lay into this because his wife doesn't like him watching one genre. Is it more acceptable socially to play video games or to watch anime? <gasps> What is more detrimental to your reputation? Clarence, which one are you more shy to admit? Video games, is it Fortnite or anime? Definitely anime. <laughs> nah, I think I'm past it. I think I'm more shy about video games now. <laughs> Why? Uh, I think anime has just become a part of me. And see, Darian has the opposite opinion. Like, he'll say video games, but like he doesn't, like he won't talk about anime. And he's like trying to watch less anime. Darian, why would you say that? Wait, I'm trying to watch less anime? I guess, because you'd be texting the messages, have y'all seen any good shows not anime? <laughs> no, I just send that because I know that all y'all watch is anime, so I'm just That's like trying to find me. something to watch with Kelsey. I so watch like, Wheel of Fortune. But you, why can't you just get Wait, Kelsey to watch it? <laughs> what? What? Because I can't I convince what? her to like something that she doesn't like. She just, like, everybody thinks they don't like anime. I, I, I convinced, like, Clarence didn't really want to watch My Hero, but he had to, and now he loves anime. They I just gotta, like, anime. find their anime. That's true. No, Sarah hated Maybe. the very first anime we showed her, but she loves My Hero. So. Sarah what was the first one we showed her? <laughs> uh, your name. Oh, she hated that? Alright. She didn't hate it. I don't think she loved it, though. Alright, yeah. I'm gonna have to rethink like my opinion about My her. Hero just kind of scratches the surface of like most anime things you know what i mean like yeah it's not a full-blown anime i mean it is an anime What's but it's more related i mean it is but it's not like <laughs> it's a half-baked anime what <laughs> okay i'm not gonna get into it but you know what i'm talking about here it so sarah didn't like your name she didn't like her first thing in anime but now she does you know what else she likes grant does she like your new job sarah loves that i have a job in general but she loves <laughs> that i'm happy at my job What's your new job that since you've gotten since our break? So I've been working as a fishing outfitter at Bass Pro Shops. I've been there go. a little over a month. Um, it's been a lot of fun. It's been really good. Um, it's helping me lose some weight too. So uh, nice. Yeah, I'm walking like 15,000 steps a day. So I mean, that definitely will do it. Whoa! What a flex. <laughs> Literal. So fishing outfitter does that like somebody walk in and they're like, all right, bruh. What am I wear today? And you're like, all right, bro, grab these Crocs, <laughs> grab this Magellan shirt, grab these snap-off pants. I got you a Abu Garcia pole. You give them the whole fit, or what's up? What do you do? So the only part of that that was probably pretty accurate was the Abu Garcia <laughs> part. Uh, <laughs> but I'm impressed that you knew Abu Garcia. That was. That was I don't good. even know what that is. I've never um, heard that. Basically, I'm a fisherman. What can I say? How many fish have you caught since you moved to Nashville, though? I'm a oh fisherman. <laughs> oh I think God. it's zero. I think he's caught as many fish as I have in my life. Oh, but anyway, hey, uh, I'll try to help you, but we'll see. Anyway, basically, all my job is when people walk in, I mean, I ask them if they need any help. Generally, if they actually need help, they come flag me down and they say, "Hey, uh, what do you recommend for X thing at X place?" And I'm trying to catch this, but I also want to catch this. And you got to find some happy medium for all those little factors that they give you. you got to find them a bait to use. Um, what kind of rod or reel combo that they need to use, um, if they even need one of those, or if they need to, you know, just use their old equipment or if they need to upgrade. Um, and then fishing line, we line a lot of reels. That's one of the, my favorite time pastors is just lighting reels. But, um, 
yeah, that's pretty much it. But actually, um, hunting is picking back up. It's been a big year for fishing and Bass Pro because of COVID-19. Everybody's going out and fishing and a lot of foreign imports are hard to actually get in stock. Um, so that makes an interesting thing. But yeah, like I said, tomorrow I'm actually starting in the hunting department. So like, could you, if somebody came in and asked like, Hey, I need help noodling. Could you help with that? What is noodling exactly? (laughs) noodling is literally like sticking your hand into a mud hole in a river and like hoping that a catfish bites down on it and that you can pull it out i've never done it so i don't know if i'm explaining that right but that's the gist of what i've been hurt been told and i want nothing to do with that because i feel like i would noodle every day i would love to do that that sounds like so much fun can you you even like fish all you do yes you're catching fish with when was the last time you fished when was the last time you fished me yeah, uh, probably when I took summer. him. Oh, uh, last uh, summer I went fly fishing. So you went fly fishing? Yes. What kind of it's fly you did you use for flies? What'd you say? <laughs> it's where you go fishing for flies. Correct. What kind of fly did you use, Clarence? I don't know. I should go to Bass Pro Shop and ask, huh? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Darian, wait, so Darian, have you actually been fishing in Tennessee? Is there a fishing scene? Yes, dude. It, we're like surrounded by water. They are. All they do is wear boots over there, bro. <laughs> you know they fishing. You know they For fishing. Show. Have you caught anything worthwhile? Here's the thing. I'm, I feel like you're a let me take a picture of what I've caught kind of guy, and I can't recall seeing any pictures or fish. Um. Well, to correct you, no, I'm not that kind of guy. And two, no, I have not caught any fish. <laughs> Um, Darian said, but I'm to be humble, fair, just so y'all know. I've never had anyone teach me how to fish. So I'm literally just going into Bass Pro Shops and here there's not really fishing outfitters, um, that look approachable. What, so what's I that mean? To go in, what? Define what's approachable. They look, like they, they look like they knew too much about fishing. So when <laughs> I ask them a question, they're going to give me a 30 minute answer on what I asked. Like, I just need, Hey bro, I'm about to go fishing for like 20 minutes. What I need. They're going to give me how long they've been fishing. They're going to tell me the best spots. They're going to tell me all this <laughs> stuff. They're going to give me all the tips and tricks. They're going to try to upsell me. I just need worms, hook, and a line, and maybe a weight. You know what I'm saying? Grant, how's that make you feel? <laughs> Is Grant approachable? Would you no, approach Grant, Grant? Grant still has his hair, so he doesn't look like he's that kind of guy, right? <laughs> These guys are bald with goatees. You know what I'm saying? Like They just look like they've been fishing their entire lives. <laughs> okay, but like, are would you not like want that? to know where all the good spots are? I would if they wanted to take me and show me, but explaining it to me in the hot middle of Bass Pro Shops, no, I don't want it. Fair enough. Fair. <laughs> no, Noah, when was the last time you fished? Oh, my. It, it's been a minute. I really don't remember. But oh, you uh, hunt, right? You hunt. I have been. Noah does redneck stuff. I, I do partake and red do you hunt. still hog hunt even like with your Once eyes a year yeah how is that okay uh is that safe uh, is that legal i don't know and if you just <laughs> ha- the point is i just have to have somebody up there with good eyeballs with me that's that's the key and then i just kind of point and shoot figure it out grant can tell you uh last time i i guess one of the last times i remember going hunting and i hit something was i shot a bird and i had to shoot yeah, over grant bird hunting I shot over Grant, so the bird was like forty feet away, and I shot above Grant's head to hit it. No, you, you didn't. Shoot that Grant? is not true. I thought you it was over what? you. Oh, oh, not like over Grant. your head, but I mean, like I thought it was over you, wasn't it? No, you it was way out Grant. in front of us. You were making us sound very unsafe, Noah. That oh, is not you how almost shot I thought, Grant. I thought I shot over you. Anyways, no, Noah, he works at Bass Pro Shop. You can't say that. He'll get oh, fired. That's a good point. My bad. Noah, if you shot over my head, I would have taken your gun and not given it back to you. I mean, I, I Ooh, thought it was above you because he has the authority. I thought it was above. He has a degree. You. Anyways, I shot. It was like a good distance away, and I hit it, and I felt pretty proud of that. It was probably forty yards, and it was out in front of both of us. Hmm. I was, Which, I mean, that was a pretty good shot. I was impressed. I was pretty happy. I was really happy. One. I teared up a little bit. I was happy for him in that moment. Thanks, man. That means a lot. You're proud of him like a father? I was. Would you say that? Because, yeah. Yeah, and Noah Do also. You, as a. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Noah also shot a handgun that day, which made me really happy, too. So That was I mean, fun. It was well, a good uh, day in the it, world. Grant's uh, uncle, or is his cousin, I don't remember. He taught me how to it's, yeah. shoot a handgun a little bit differently, so. 
Is that the day that like you recorded it and you tried holding the gun sideways and we just see your hand start at your chest and by the end of the <laughs> clip it's all the way up in the air like you're about to lose your No, arm. that was a different one. That was uh ridiculous. <laughs> well like you're trying to do it was a that was that was like a G twenty three and it has like a thirty two round magazine and it was my cousin Mark's and I watched a YouTube video about how you shoot sideways and part of it was you have to like throw the bullets and have it above your head and you're supposed to yell insults too apparently. Dude acts like he's like in a GTA that, game like that's, that's what I'm you, saying. Bro, when if they you, go quote unquote hog hunting, those hogs are very safe. All they do is blow up Tannerite and <laughs> their, their uh, four wheelers and their camo. He said the hogs are safe. Uh, safe. That's literally what his dad <laughs> the said. The hogs be like, "Hey, what's up, y'all? What y'all doing? <laughs> oh, you back? <laughs> what are we doing later?" <laughs> no, one of the I think one of the best parts about going down there one time is uh, I've seen dynamite go off and blow up a beaver dam. That was pretty cool. Is that scary? Is that scary? no? But it shot stuff up about two hundred feet in the air. I thought if you saw that by yourself, like, would you be like, "Dude, I need like an adult adult," or would you? Oh no, dude, it's like a grenade going off. It's like if I saw that just Actually, casually, it'd freak me. It'd freak you out. On that, do y'all feel like actual grown-ups? Like, the fact that we're all, like, 24, 23 with Darian. <laughs> I can't forget that. But, like, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, oh, you keep saying for sure. Please stop. <laughs> he does a fake laugh, and then he goes, ha, ha, for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> um, do y'all feel like actual grown-ups? Or do you kind of feel like a big kid? Like, just a big kid that was, like, given permission to be by himself? Do you know what I mean? Like, do you feel like you're like baby adults, if that makes sense? Um, well, I got excited about a vacuum on sale this weekend. <laughs> so, Word. how wait, what kind? Yeah, I feel like an adult. It's a Dyson pet vacuum that doesn't plug Word? in. It's cordless <laughs> and it can go uh, like handheld. <laughs> Bro. And we got really excited that it was on sale. Um, Where's it on sale at? That's what I'm saying. Sam's Club. Oh, I, I also have a Sam's Club membership. You have a Sam's oh, Club yeah. membership? <laughs> that makes you what? an adult. That makes yeah. you an adult. That's the most yeah. adult thing you have, Darian. Yeah, is it? More than a car payment, the Sam's Club membership. Because uh, like, I don't I... have a car payment. What a what f- an oh adult! Hey. What Same a... here, though. Same here. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Clarence, but do you know what I'm talking about? What do you feel like? Do you feel like a big kid, or do you feel like an adult adult? Uh, I yep. think it yep. comes in like waves sometimes like majority of the time i feel like i'm a big kid though for sure like i don't know i just like to have fun you know like sometimes i whine and then sometimes i'm like hey this is chill like i feel like when i see other adults they're in such a different stage of life and they're looking at me like this is still a young boy and i'm like i'm a man i'm an adult i pay rent yeah so that's how i've been feeling oh um (laughs) But, like, that made you mad, like, in in a work setting almost, though, right? Like, that would be, like, almost an annoying thing. I kind of like it. it. I think that's it, too. I think work, I've always worked with people older than me. So, like, it's made me feel like, oh, maybe I am a kid. What am I doing? Yeah. Well, like, at Bass Pro, I am one of the older, like, I guess younger guys. But then there's, like, some older guys. Like, so I'm just at this weird in-between of, like, I'm not 18 or 19, but I'm not, like, 40-plus either. Grant can't hang out with the old dudes, but the young dudes think you're too old to hang out with them. No, I mean, I pretty well get along with everybody, but, like, it's, yeah, I, for me, I think um, it just kind of depends on the situation. Like, I can definitely, like, take control and, like, be an adult and make, like, adult decisions, but, like, if I get on Xbox, we literally have a group chat called 14 again, me, Noah, and a couple other buddies, like, where we go play Halo and yell, like, stupid things at each other. So I think it really just depends what I'm doing on the day. But most of the time, I'd say, like, you know, paying bills, um, having to figure out, you know, future plans and all that. Um, I mean, I'd I'd say most days I feel like an adult. It'll hit you in the face if if, if you don't. So. Yeah, it will. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what, <was that>? what? <laughs> be chill be casual least spiritual. something that spiritual. so the thing that makes me Shout sometimes out. feel like a kid what <laughs> the, the pops makes, behind you hey my collection 
Don't don't say Alex said sometimes I feel like bro, your whole room is literally a collectible edition. Your room is literally a six year old's paradise. Like that's they're not toys. When you're not toys, they're collectibles. I, I know what they are, but when you ask a child, hey, what like where do you see yourself in like twenty years? They're like, Oh yeah, man, I think like I'm gonna play video games for a living and I'm gonna have all the pops I want ever, you know? And I'm gonna live and with I'm gonna my have best all these friends. posters. I do. Yeah, this child. is a dream. Alec, Alec is gonna be the forty-year-old man with a full-blown steam train going all the way around his house. <laughs> I don't like trains. Hundred percent. That'd be. Uh, I'd be about that. I was. I keep thinking yeah, about. Yeah, you like, all would like that. I keep thinking about like. You know, it'd be really cool to do like a model train like around a Christmas tree. <laughs> I, I've no, thought about that a lot this year. No. That would what? be very cool, Noah. I'd, I don't know if that makes me like a child or it makes me like an old person. I really don't know where that puts me. But I've had a lot of. Well, well, that's no, it. I, by this Christmas. Never mind. What? This is awkward. I had a thought and I forgot what I was going to say. What is, David, go ahead that. and cut that out, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's I want Dave. David doesn't have a mic, but I really do want him to like just input different things like. I'm not cutting it out. Like, if each episode had, like, podcast commentary by David, just like if we're laughing, and then it cuts all audio and you just hear David, that joke wasn't funny. <laughs> it would just move on. I've been listening to more podcasts lately where that's kind of, like, the the way it is. Like, there's somebody that's on the Skype call. No, their producer is always there, right. and they, like, make snide comments and stuff. I've always wanted David to be here to do that. So, David, the people want you. If you're listening to this audience, please let David, like – Please beg for David. Tweet at us, Instagram at us. Be like, this episode was good. It needs more David. Five star review needs more David. I'd give it a six. You know? More David, less Noah. Why you gotta be like Whoa. that? That's mean. Dang. Ah, got him. Apologize. Noah Clarence. is Noah's popular. He is popular. He's probably yeah, what the would hurt favorite. Is if we ever did a momentum like popularity poll, who's your favorite oh, member? Gosh. And like now would get feelings hurt. <laughs> oh, oh, we need to get that started ASAP. <laughs> What, just wait, like our merch one day. Let's wait till uh, let's get to like an episode ten or like the like a milestone number, and then see what the see we about that. Done. I mean, this is episode five. This is number five. This is a good. We number. getting big. We getting big. Uh, this is David, and Clarence is my favorite. You know something? I was oh, I just something that I randomly thought about that was happening during this quarantine but also like it's still kind of in the news i only saw it because today or last night i saw something about it i was like oh i want to bring that to the podcast before i forget is how like kanye has been wanting to go for president and he did a petition yesterday to be added to the arkansas ballot first off would y'all vote for do y'all want would y'all vote for kanye no uh this is awkward no (laughs) but like what what makes you think like Wait, what am I Whatever. voting for? For president? Yeah, Kanye wants to run for president, bro. Yeezy's for everybody. Facts. I'm not a pre- I'm not a political person though. Yeah, instead of a stimulus check, we all get Yeezys. Oh, God. oh dear, yeah, I'm in. Okay, yeah, he's my president. <laughs> but then everyone's gonna have him. Doesn't that like remove the whole like Yeezy quality that like I'm not a hype beast. Alright? I'm not that much of a hype beast. Yeezys look cool. That's true. Facts. Noah, you still wear vans from eighth grade, bro. I still do have a. I have a pair of. Actually, I have two pairs. He of looked bands. right at him. Right? I, I, I've got, I'm looking at him. I've got. I've got two um, pairs. Clarence bought fire vans yesterday, though. I saw that. I did buy fire vans. They're really dope. Hey Noah, you still got them Pumas? Oh my gosh, <laughs> no. So wait, Darian, you wouldn't vote for Kanye? I guess, but you're a little more in tune with politics. I just for the memes, like Kanye for president. He's always been talking about it, and like the moment he actually says he wants to do it, people are like, "Oh no, 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 no." No, I would not vote for Kanye. The only person, the only rapper that I would vote in as president is Two Chains. Two Chains. Two Chains. Two Chains said baby. he wants to run. Two Chains is a genius. Fact. I, I mean, think yeah. he like he played college basketball and had like a, I don't a very high three point average. Um, and he said, hair long, money mm-hmm. long. Oh, preach that. Preach Me that. and broke people, we don't get along. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And like, but here's the thing. As president, he'd want to get along with everybody. So like, he'd make sure nobody's poor anymore. Right? That's why he gave us that money long, bro. Yo, that could be his thing. Vote for mm-hmm. 2 chains, money long. 
I'm about it. I'm about. I love Two Chains. That man is a lyrical genius, bro. He used kitchen cabinet in his song, like, bro. Ah, anyways, you're gonna get me going on a ter- or like. Ugh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Any other celebrity that you would want to vote for president other than like Kanye? Or two, is there like a celebrity that like you can see like maybe some like Grant, like somebody like a Chris Evans, you know, somebody that plays a stand-up character but also seems like a stand-up guy. Chris, could you see Chris Evans as president? He's too hot. I don't know about Chris Evans, but I would, uh, I would nominate Sylvester Stallone for president because I think he's a great dude. What? Dude, he, he is a good guy. He's a good guy. He would be. As your president, I uh, I can't do a Sylvester. No, Stallone. he's actually he really smart. Reads. That's just like his his like movie like character voices. I don't know. It's kind of rough. Like in that Guardians movie, he was barely making out the sentences. I was like concerned. Poor Look, kid. All I know is the dude loves Jesus. He gives back a lot, and he makes good movies. I mean, so does so, Kanye. I I don't know. My go-to seems like Chris Evans or Kanye. Is I, I was always going to. Chris Evans I, is too hot, man. You that's wouldn't have is. a hot president? Uh, maybe that's the difference. Maybe we need a hot president and people would listen to him. No. He'd be like uh, JFK. What about... Uh, oh. Well, I guess Chris... Well, too soon, this, dude. It was, would not be able to. What about no, Theodore no Roosevelt? person can be president. What, what about me? What about me? Clarence for president? Clarence for president 2024. What would you want? No, you're, you'd still be too young. Do you know how presidency works? How no, old no. are to be? What about changing beans? the rules? Beans? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean beans? Hey, I'm going for beans. Oh, from beans. even Stevens? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> from even Stevens? No, no. Shia LaBeouf for president. I'm, Gibby I'm for that. president? I'm, I love that. Vote for Gibby for Gibby. Honestly, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right here. I'm going to say it now. Emma Stone. Why? Clarence, if you what? ran for president, who would be your running mate and why? My running mate? Who would be your vice, vice president? president? Yes, I know what running mate is. I was just re-clarifying what you it. said. I was no, clarifying. You, you ever seen Jeopardy? Clarifying. Anyways. <laughs> Wait, what? hold on, hold on. Have you seen Jeopardy? When do they clarify in Jeopardy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they go, yes, the answer is... Actually, it's been a minute. Since what they asked a question. I was gonna believe what that is? because a second ago I heard him say I watch Wheel of Fortune sometimes. So I was like, I, I, I guess that, that might be on the same time. Who Wheel of Fortune? <laughs> uh, my running mate would be Justin Bieber. He's Canadian. <laughs> Who is Justice Bieber? He's Canadian. <laughs> He's not American. Ha ha! For sure, So you can't have Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh no, Justin Bieber. Uh, no, he's Canadian. Uh, do you uh, have to be an um, born American to run for president? Yep. I think because you'd have to like eventually, because that in case he died. Didn't Ted Cruz run for president? I don't think he's an Amer- like born in America. He is. You have to be born in America to run for president. That's why like people on vacation try not to like have their babies like in a foreign country because like an off chance their kid ever wants to be president, they couldn't do it. They could be like governors you know and senators, but they can't be president. I'm gonna say uh, Spider Man. Just some person Which in a Spider-Man? costume. Which just, Spider-Man? No, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man. That one. Uh, what is wrong with you? Just he's not gonna talk. He's just gonna stand next to me in a Spider-Man <laughs> costume. No, Ted Cruz was born in Canada, bro. Then how do you run for president? Because Canada is considered oh. America. What? That is true. Again, I don't do he, politics. He is still still <laughs> technically American. Do you do ge- Do you do geography? He's no. North American. I graduated high school. No, you had to be a United States citizen. And now I'm on a podcast. Well, if now we know that the presidency is open to anybody, then my boy Aubrey Graham needs to be nominated as well. Drake? Yes, Drake. Drake. I'd vote for Drake. Drake can't even come up with his own lines. He had to rip off Soldier Boy, remember? I'd vote for Soldier Boy. That's what a campaign manager is. Here, here is the as president with Soldier Boy as the campaign manager, <laughs> and the theme is God's plan. <laughs> Here's the actual parameters for running for president. As directed by the Constitution, a presidential candidate must be natural-born citizen of the United States, a resident for 14 years and 35 years of age or older. Um, well, maybe that's why Donald beat Ted Cruz. I don't know how Ted Cruz. I don't know. I have to look look up on that. That's crazy. <laughs> We've learned so much. Clarence, it cannot run for president, though. That's okay. Well, 
today I wanted to talk about on the podcast is something to do, you know, with our spiritual lives. And so that's like been on my heart that I've been like talking with different friends and people and it's quiet times or does anybody, does anybody call it chair time or call it anything other than quiet time? Some people call it a like secret place time or something like that. Why? I've never heard that. Hold on. I've never heard it's that. Kinda, uh, it's like a, I don't want to say charismatic thing. I hear a lot of people like, if I listen to like Bethel sermons and stuff, they call it secret place. What? Dude, yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I heard someone I call, can't it call it daddy it time. I, no. <laughs> Hold on. Before I get back into the spiritual, if you say daddy for God or daddy God, I'm done with, I, I stop listening to your prayer. I just can't. And Grant knows this about me. I cannot do daddy God. It makes me very, very uncomfortable. And maybe that's a hard issue. But if somebody says God is your daddy, I'm like, no, I can't. No, he's not. I'm sorry, God, that they said that. It's because you got daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow, <laughs> I'm very I think we should we should dig into this in another time, Alec. Um, <laughs> I think Daddy there's a, a deeper issue laying in here. <laughs> mm-hmm. It all started with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> we all have issues with that, I, except for Grant. Him and his dad is awesome. His dad's name is what's what's Grant's dad's name? Algonquin. Debbie. <laughs> Al Gone Quinn. <laughs> Noah saw that Apparently. on the map and then just built this fantasy in his head that my mom ever actually said that. Al Gong Quinn. Just like that. I, I, I promise it happened. I can't make it. What is his real name, Grant? His so. name is Al Quinn, but everybody calls him Al. I call him Gone. <laughs> Anime shout out. Hey, he listens to these, so y'all don't be disrespecting him. No, after after this episode comes out, he's going to call Grant and be like, give me Noah's number. Is it still the same? What do you mean that boy has been calling me Algonquin for all these years? I can't make it up. I heard his mom say it one time, and I, I just no, I, I cannot make Why? this up. Like, Honestly, Cindy's going to call you, Noah. I, Cindy, no, no. Cindy calls Noah and be like, how'd you find this out? <laughs> Who told you? Grant's dad just- isn't even going to give Noah like any time of day about it. Grant's dad is going to listen to this and just be like, hmm. <laughs> that's, 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 that's pretty accurate. <laughs> you, what a fun part of the show. You could get a call from my mom before you get a call from my dad on that. Oh my goodness. Because you're saying she said it and she definitely didn't. Noah, what no I one else was supposed parents. to hear that. I, apparently not. <laughs> David, cut that out. Please save me. David, expose him. Cancel Noah for calling him (laughs) Algonquin. (laughs) Okay, but back to... (laughs) We got some embarrassing quiet stories if we really want to go there at some point. Secret place, which Noah's mom's name is Karen. When I thought about Noah being like a guy Karen, I was like, Noah is actually Karen. I thought about that the other day. Noah's mom's a Karen. She breaks all the stereotypes. She really does, though. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Sparky. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> shout out sparky um i i still don't get that we're not gonna go into that quiet times so first off and we can be a little honest here but i feel like some of these answers and the very get-go we're gonna talk about quiet times today uh but i kind of wanted to look at it from a different angle maybe on how it's been preached to us in our generation and maybe some stigmas around it but i'm gonna kind of guide this conversation a little more than other ones but first do you all would you all say you have a regular quiet time at this point Currently, right now, do you have a regular quiet time that you've been able to do consistently? Yes or no? No. Clarence? Uh, as of recent, yeah. Oh. Grant and Darren? I mean, here lately, like <laughs> the times have varied, but yes, it happens at least once a day. Even if it's brief sometimes, sometimes they're longer than others. Um, I mean, as far as like the traditional like blocking off fifteen twenty minutes to read your Bible and pray, no, I haven't. So, so, and that's what I kind of wanted to get into. And so, when I say the term quiet time, I'm not here to condemn anybody, which is what the conversation is going to lead to. When I say quiet time, when I say chair time, do you, is that what y'all think? Or no? How would you define quiet time? I is is like it, typically in my head, it's intentional time out of your day to read your Bible. Like that's the layman terms basic way of putting it would you agree or what would you yeah, say i'd say that and i think that's most people's understanding is like you know like i'm taking my phone putting it on silent 
you know, removing myself from everybody and making a little place for myself to be quiet and read or pray or just do do what I need to do and connect with God. Hundred percent, yeah. And and what what is the purpose of quiet time? To me, um, I think it's twofold. Uh, to Noah, it's one like yes, it is good for me and it's good for my soul. But two, I think it's something that you know I wouldn't say God needs, but He wants. Like it's not just for Noah; like it's also for God. I mean, He literally sent His Son Jesus to die for me to spend time with me and that we can have a relationship. So obviously he wants that. It's not just about what I get out of the quiet time. God wants what like Noah a hundred percent undivided. So. And so Clarence, what would you say that what, what do we get out of having a quiet time consistently or what, what do you get out of it? Well, see, I would say Noah's right to an extent, but like I would agree more with Darian about my quiet times is more like, what I'm going with, like, I would say, like, worship would be a quiet time for me, or uh, I would definitely say setting yourself apart, but, like, also just meditating on the word. Uh, if there's a scripture or something, I would, like, remember it. Uh, I think it's more of a a spirit thing and just not really a self thing, you know what I'm saying? Would we say, so, and I, I, and I bring up that definition at the very beginning, because I feel like in our youth group and even how maybe as leaders we have explained it to people is taking the intentional time with God. But does that, is it, and I feel like this could be controversial, which if you're going to have issues, go listen to our gray area episode. Cause I mean, we're going to jump into it. Is it a quiet time? If you don't read your Bible, is it wrong? Like, is there a problem if you're not reading your Bible every day? Cause I feel like that's what's been ingrained into our culture. Even our Christian culture is like quiet time and your walk with God needs to have you reading the Bible every day. Is it a, does it yes or no? Is that true? Or would you say there's more leadway than that? Cause I think some people are going to say reading your Bible every day is like the key. Um, I would say that's not true. Um, because if that is true, then you could say like, Paul never had a quiet time in his entire life as he wrote the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, it's just, I think that reading the Bible is definitely a big part of getting to know the personality of God. Um, But there's a whole different side to a quiet time where you're having a conversation with him and getting in sync with the Holy Spirit, as opposed to, I feel like the Bible is a tool to help you understand like his will and, and his personality. Yeah, I would go off of that. It's like uh, reading your Bible every day. Oh, Grant's mad I took him. I'm so sorry, Grant. Would you like to go? Just keep going. No, just keep going. (laughs) He looks very mad, but I'm going to keep going. It's a podcast, Clarence. He looked mad. But I would say reading your Bible every day, uh, yes, is good for you. Uh, Are you going to be condemned for not doing it? No. But it's also like eating. Like the Bible, like you don't have to eat every day. You don't have to eat every meal, but is it good for you to eat? Yeah, it's good for you to eat. And that's just my take on it. Grant? David, keep that in. Keep that in. Keep that in. (laughs) Keep the flex. Keep the flex. Not even trying to flex, just stating a fact. <laughs> we need but anyway, stating a fact. Stating a fact. <laughs> anyway, I put my phone on do not disturb now, so we should be good. Uh, anyway, so, but for me, so we're talking about quiet times and like what does a quiet time look like? Um, and, and that was something I kind of struggled with last year because, you know, I wouldn't say last year, it's probably end of 2019, early 2020. I was just really struggling to like, I guess, find time. Um, just to be consistent with that. And like you talked about, like there is a lot of uh, almost like a condemning mindset that comes with that. Um, and I talked to a friend, um, Drew, shout out Drew. And I mean, like one thing we even talked about was, uh, I know Drew's your favorite personality. <laughs> if you'd anyway. like to know more about Drew, listen to episode four of the Casually Spiritual Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> shout out. Um, but one thing we kind of talked about is, you know, like, and I've just gleaned a lot from that conversation is, you know, I realized that all day, every day, pretty much all the time, unless I'm like completely distracted, it's a complete, it's always a dialogue with God. Like I'm always talking to God about stuff and doing different services through him. Like 
it, it can just it can look different and it doesn't have to be a set okay you sit in your room and you like yourself in there and you don't talk to anybody like those are good things but a lot of times you just got to give thanksgiving and make your requests known and you know talk to god about your problems and you know all the good things in your life but you know a lot of times reading the word is going to be his answer to you with that obviously there's the holy spirit but reading the word is going to be that for you just as much and but they're both not something that's required you shouldn't feel any condemnation if you don't get both in in a day so do you know where i'm coming from that does it feel that the way we were brought up if you miss quiet time and it, it almost feels at least to me i feel like it's kind of condemning from other people cuz if you're and there's validity into what people are asking. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're wrong and asking, but like whenever you're feeling down, whenever you're feeling low, first thing, it almost feels like, are you having your quiet time? Which is completely valid. I get it. But when they say no, I don't know if that makes somebody feel better. I feel like every time you have to admit no, you feel this guilt and shame. And I don't know if that's, and I don't, and that, and that doesn't like come from God. Like, yeah, that's not from God. But where does that come from, this feeling of, I don't want to admit I'm not reading my Bible every day? Why is that? Well, and I think that's a good thing for leaders to ask people. I absolutely do. Um, but I also think, because, I mean, it, it, it can be a very common reason for why people are struggling sometimes. But there is also the stigma that comes with it of, oh, I didn't have that. So, like, I just need to batten down and, and make sure I get my quiet times in on, on a daily basis. So I, I see both sides to it because, I mean, it is a prevalent thing. And I think if people aren't going to have quiet times at all, then, you know, that is something that should be checked on, you know, by people that are mentoring them. But at the same time, the guilt and condemnation, that's not from God. That's not from God at all. So that kind of defeats the whole purpose. Darian? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, like, quiet times is almost just like another thing for Christian culture to add to like their um, checklist of things to be like a good Christian, if that makes sense. So like, it's kind of in the same bucket as like not cussing or like not watching, you know, rated R movies or whatever. It's just like another thing that you can add to your checklist to the public to where it makes you look like a better Christian. Right. And so, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's just one of those things that you're able to add um, like that people focus on instead of like the real things of being a Christian, right? Like how many people are you leading to Christ? Like what are you sacrificing to follow Christ? Like it's almost like a distraction. Not that quiet times are bad. You should be having your quiet times, but I think in the wrong context or how the church treats it or communicates it to people um, comes off bad because, I mean, you can preach that down like a youth group or a congregation. You can preach it down their throat and then they're just going to be reading the Bible in their room like not knowing what they're doing. They're just going to be reading a book. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's important that people know that it's for you and for your relationship with God to help you understand him and to hear from him as opposed to just another daily task that you should be doing just like brushing your teeth or something like that. And a lot comes, I think there's this idea, because, and I know older generations emphasize a lot, you hear from God in those times and there's a second fold to that. I think he will communicate to you, but I think it also began this trend of like, I don't hear from God. I don't like, they all, they preach it like an audible voice and it's more popular now. And people will be like, it wasn't an audible voice anymore, but that's how a lot of it came off. But now we've, now we struggle a lot with how do I hear from God? How do I hear from God? And it's jumping into quiet time and it almost invalidates this idea. I think some people are like, well, I guess that's the only way I can hear from God. And since I wasn't in this designated time, it probably wasn't God. I guess I was in my own feelings. And we start to have like this internal struggle with that. One thing that I learned, one of my favorite books, anybody who's listening, if you're a dude, highly recommend this book. Um, it's called Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. Alec, you called it. I see you mouthing over there. Anyway, one thing that it talks about in that is like John talks about how he relates to so many like different movie characters or book characters and God has spoken to me. And I know Noah can definitely attest to, to this, like just through, I mean, secular media, you can like, if you have a heart of preparation that is ready to receive something from God, you can receive it through just about mm. any medium. I agree with that. I mean, the amount of like the amount of times God's spoken to me, this will get, uh, 
a hot topic for some people. Uh, I God spoke to me and has put a truth in my heart through the fourth Harry Potter movie that will forever stay with me forever. No, you can't do I just that. Did. I argue with anybody, dude. He did. Like, I'm not kidding you. It was like 2 a.m. and I felt like watching a movie and I started watching Harry Potter, like the, the Goblet of Fire, because that's like just a good one to watch just if you're going to watch it. Yeah, it's just like you just go and pick up a Harry Potter movie. Like, okay, four is a good go-to. And it's like at the end of it, if you've seen it, when when Cedric Diggory dies and they go back to where... Uh, yeah, sorry. When... uh. <laughs> They go back to where everyone's like celebrating once they got the the Triwizard Tournament Cup. Like Harry's crying, and they realize Cedric is dead. And there's a scene where his dad comes down there, is like crying, and is like just yelling, "That's my son!" and is bawling. And I'm watching this, and it's like 2 a.m. I break down because God starts telling me, like Noah, I went through that for you, and I'm never gonna go through that again because it was almost too much for me. Like I went through that with my, with Jesus, so I need you to know I'm never gonna forsake you because that's what that felt like for me. It was horrible. I love you too much to ever do that again, and to ever let that happen. And I'm, I had even thinking about it, it makes me emotional. Like that is just really big for me. So, anyways, it's just Grant 100%. I think God, if you have a heart of preparation, and you just look for the moments, God's always gonna be ready to talk to you. But at the same time, I think there's some things that are truths about God and the world around you that, I don't know, it's just you have to spend, you have to spend intentional time. Like, if I don't spend intentional time with Abby, then my relationship with her is not going to flourish and grow. If I stop taking her on dates, then I'm not really romancing her anymore. I'm just kind of hanging out. And I think you need to do that with God. Like, you not maybe not romance him, but let him know like hey i'm available and i want to hear and talk to just you and nobody else and i think that means a whole lot to god so how do we find this balance of so we know quiet times benefit you and we know there's alternative um and i think it's that's what we're looking for how are we supposed to find this balance of god in the natural god in the world and god in his word i think we have reached a point where we can say god is God can speak to us outside of his book, but it's through his book that we learn also about him. So yeah, how do we how do we find that balance of hearing from God per se? Or maybe do we need to stop saying it that way from hearing from God and it's more like a connecting with him or understanding of God? Well, for me, like and I've referenced this in another episode we did, like for me, I've never just directly heard like a normal, like a, okay, this is what you're going to do. Like, this is the way, this is the way, this is what you're going to do. For me, a lot of times I'll just like, ideas will come to my mind. And like, I know that's something that I wouldn't have thought of. I like to line that up to scripture and like hold it to that, to that light and see if it lines up with it. Nine times out of 10, that's normally how me and God work. But for Noah or somebody else, it might be different. I know Noah, Here's God a lot more like literally in a lot of ways. God literally told me what dog I needed to get the other day when I picked up a dog. And I oh, did. Oh, update. No, I got a dog. I did get a dog. What a flex. Oh my gosh. That dog just, I heard, did that dog just make a noise, Noah? Maybe. He's, uh, Abby's playing with him right now. She's abusing him because he was whining. Clarence, do you have any thoughts on this? Like, it, like how about this? Like, wh- how can we communicate better quiet time or intentional time how can we communicate it better in the church do you think uh i think we just need to be more intentional with um each other as people uh instead of saying hey are you doing this like be like hey are you spending time in it are you uh just ask them how they are actually if they say oh they're doing bad or whatever or don't even bring it up like it'll come naturally i feel like uh, with a bunch of my students, um, I think they feel obligated when I when we have small group. Like I'd be like, "So how was y'all's week?" And they feel obligated. Yeah, I spent this many hours in the Bible. I'm like, "Okay, I didn't even ask that, but thank you for telling me that." Uh, but then I'm like, but then I challenge them. I'm like, "So like, are they reading it or like, are they actually like partaking it? Like, are they actually?" like using it for themselves or reading between the lines of it. And like, you know what I'm saying? Cause there's so much, uh, going back to the feeling that God, it t- I always think about, uh, in the office when Pam is like, I feel God in this chilies. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. It's a great office. Um, uh, it's funny. 
yeah i'm a words of affirmation <laughs> guy yeah um but that like haha <laughs> 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 for sure for sure um <laughs> but that it's funny but it's also like i i think it just comes naturally like uh, some of the best conversations ever had in high school or even now is like at Taco Bell. Like it just comes naturally and like you can feel like you can feel the tension. The best conversations just come out, you know, or you just get it in your body. Like that's the spirit. And it's just like, oh, that gives you chills. You know what I'm saying? Darian, do you have an idea of like, could you. So one thing we both touched on was just, you know, the sometimes we feel guilty on it and this might be a side conversation but like what is the difference between guilt and shame because like that's not necessarily from like is guilt wrong because i know shame's not from god but is guilt you know what i'm trying to say um i mean i think that to an extent guilt can be like something from the holy spirit as a way to communicate um you know like Hey, maybe that wasn't the right thing to do, or maybe that was messed up. I think that shame is something that the devil tries to use as power over you whenever, like, he knows that you're in your head. Does that make sense? I I think that there. I mean, this is more like a semantics thing, just like. But I would say firmly that God would not ever give us guilt or shame. I think those words can be used interchangeably. I think. Really, I guess the thing that the like that the Holy Spirit brings us like is conviction. Like, I mean, I think we all know that, but like, I just have a very strong inclination in believing is that um, God is never going to bring shame or guilt at all in any way, shape, or form. So, so what yeah. is the feeling of hey, have you read your Bible and you don't want to say no? What is that feeling? That that is like, I would say that was for some people it can be guilt. But I think there is a distinct difference between guilt and conviction. Does does that make sense? So at all? where does that come from? Where does what come from? Well, that feeling then. Why why do we feel that way? And well, that, I think it depends on. I mean, your relationship with the Holy Spirit. I think it depends on where your mindset is during the time. If you are living like a, if you're living a double life, then a lot of times it is going to be guilt. But if you're just like having a dry season. You know, it's like, okay, that that's a check. I need to, I do need to get back in the word. That is something I need to do. Does that make sense? I mean, I don't know if I'm making any sense on deferring between the two. No, because you say it's semantics, but I think it is important. You know, people, people use grace and mercy interchangeably when those are very different words. So I, th- I think there is a time, like there is a thing to it. Because I was having this conversation with somebody else that there is a difference in guilt, that there is a difference in shame. And I just, I, for some reason, there's something that's been on my, my mind that that's like, I don't know, there's some, like they've been connected somehow and they never were intended to be that way i think shame Um, comes from the outside in whereas conviction or guilt i guess those are the words that i use interchangeably comes from within yourself right like nobody else can convict you or make you feel guilty that's within yourself shame is whenever satan gets in your head or uses other people to make you feel bad and use it as leverage and power over you at the end of the day like the my mind the best way to kind of analyze it and break it down is if it's moving you away from god and keeping you from him it's not of god like whatever it is like it whatever you want to call it whatever you want to name it if it is moving you away from him that we're going to call it shame not good if it's pushing you towards him that's what matters that's when you know it's from god if it's a calling back to like hey come back to the house come back and hang out come back be with me that's the i think that's the easy way to at least for me try and determine like how i feel like what's going on like how do i feel about this and is that right or wrong to feel that way so i'll i'll kind of wrap this up something uh, i i heard and something that stuck with me um and I, I know this is original about quiet time, but I did want to get into this conversation of guilt and shame and things coming back. Uh, in an aspect of the prodigal son, uh, we, we always talk about, I'm really big on this right now, just like who we are in different Bible characters. Um, it, people, you know, we talk about that the son that ran away comes back and he's like timid and scared of his father. And we like to talk about, and then the father ran. And that's like the big part. And, you know, God's going to run back towards you when you start coming back. Like, don't feel ashamed and stuff like that 
And then I'm also, and then, you know, the, the other brother is like, Hey, um, is like, I was here the whole time. Um, blah, 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 blah. And I think we're even getting into a part of the culture where we're starting to realize more of us is the son that said I was always good and that there's some pride welling up. Um, but, but something that stuck out to me that somebody pointed out is, you know, when they wrote the Bible, when they tell these parables, when Jesus was telling these parables in Luke 15, it's the sheep, the coin and the prodigal son. And he didn't do chapters. He just went into it. He would just talk and talk and talk. He talks about this coin, he talks about the sheep, and he talks about these sons. And But we gave it verses, we gave it titles, we gave it headers, and we decided this part is called the prodigal son. When Jesus didn't intend that, from the very beginning, and the scripture says there was a father and his two sons, it was never this like divided story. It was never this, look at here, look here, look here. It was always this one society, this one instance of how a group dynamic works. And we weren't ever supposed, and like he didn't try to break it down, but he wanted to show aspects of how a relationship works. And we can be multiple people in that story. Um, We can be all three at the same time. We can understand all three at the same time, but you do see different aspects on how honestly they've all grown in a different faith. Um, you know, the son that runs away is feeling that is feeling some type of sorrow, emotion. The father is feeling some type of love and accepting and forgiveness. And the other son is trying to discover, uh, you know, like what is good then? Like I did good, but where's my reward? And we're all those people at different times. And when it comes to your quiet time, when it comes to taking this intentional time and how you hear from God and how you work with God, we do have to realize it's not cookie cutter. We don't, we are going to say that, yes, like quiet time, Bible time is so important, but don't feel locked into this idea of that's the only way. And maybe that's sacrilegious of me. And we can have more discussions. Once again, go to the gray area part of the Bible or not the, the podcast. <laughs> um, sorry, this, po- this podcast is now part of the Bible. <laughs> sorry. Gospel according to momentum. <laughs> that could be a thing, but it's that like, look for God in those other ways. Like automatically, it's just like, you know, Noah has to do audiobooks now. And that was new for all of us. Are you going to, is Noah's time different than all of us that get to physically read our Bible? No. If it is, and tell us how it's different. And is he going to receive less? That's not okay. We talk about all the time people that don't have access. And it's, it's, let's, let's not talk about missions, but people that don't have access to their Bibles yet. Is God never going to get to talk to them? There has to be more ways. And we saw, and Grant touched on it, in the Bible, there are so many different ways. They use animals. God used the burning bush. There are just different ways that God's going to talk to you. And don't be afraid of those moments. But know that when God's going to speak to you, he is going to be intentional. If you give him the space to do it. And Grant had a good point. If you have the open heart. So I think I, I want to give people permission to say, like, if it's not in the just that, he will use that intentional time. There's no doubt to that. But in those smaller moments, maybe when you're driving in the car, but take the music down and listen, maybe when you're on a hike, because I know a lot of the guys here have talked about how nature and just being in there, God has really touched and talked to them. Like he can use that moment. How Noah was talking about in secular culture, like in anime and movies, like we have felt inspired and used part of that. I've always talked about, I want to do an anime to gospel kind of thing and how that all works. How can we find God? If it's all his creation, then how is his word not in all of it? Um, and so that's kind of my ending and my rate on. If you have any thoughts, you know, we'd love to engage in conversation with you and talk about that. It's just on my heart right now. I want to give people permission that just because you've missed your quiet time doesn't mean God hates you. You know, I think that's one thing to let people know is God doesn't hate you. He he does miss you. He can miss you. If you haven't been talking and convening with him, God can miss you and he loves you. But, you know, he'll run back and he'll listen when you like just talk to him again. The Bible says he bends his ear down to listen to us. And, you know, but try to take that time. And, you know, if you need tips, just reach out, you know, how to make that intentional time. And that's maybe a topic for another day. We're going a little long. Um, but yeah, I appreciate all your thoughts on that. And I feel like that conversation go even more deeper in different aspects of what it means, but I think we'll cut it. Um, it was a good time to jump back for the podcast after taking a break, kind of reconstructuring and ideas of how we want to go and just taking some time to ourselves. 
Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. If you listen to a podcast, something that came up over quarantine is that people don't realize that this is not the only podcast I do and not the only one. I say Casually Spiritual Network for a reason. Uh, We do have an actual show called the Casually Spiritual Podcast where I interview people and talk to them about their faith, about their life, and different events. We talk with Noah on the very first episode about him losing his sight. What that means, Drew was mentioned. We talk about him and how pornography almost ruined, well, it basically ruined a whole marriage. It didn't get there, but like, you know, how it did that. And just other stories of, you know, my friend Angela, who is into drugs, Ephraim, who's an American ninja warrior. So that's really cool. So listen to that podcast. If you get the time, we have some other projects coming. Maybe Chili Chat will exist one day. I don't know. Clarence dropped the ball like 50 times on that. I'm not going to lie. So Clarence, fix that. When are we going to do Chili Chat? The people want it, apparently. Uh, Special thanks. To our friends, Garrett Bryan, Jordan Lynch, Catherine Price, and Kayla Fletcher and their contributions to the podcast. They do a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you don't know about. And, well, with that being said, we better get out of here. I've been your host, Alex Angapai. This is Darian. This is Clarence. <laughs> and this is Noah. <laughs> and this is Grant. And this is Alec again. Thanks for listening to The Momentum Pod. I'll see you next time. This is Darian. Stop. <laughs> uh, I should have said this, yo mama. Uh...